Hi everyone, this is the FMAL podcast. Um, today we are going to talk about masculinity and how it relates to mental health. And I have with me Calvin and Anne. Um, I'll let them introduce themselves before we start. Um, so Calvin. Um, okay, hi. Um, I really honestly never know what is always relevant when introducing myself. Obviously, um, the name is Calvin. Um, I am a senior now. Thank you, God. Um, at Minerva University, um, studying business economics. Um, I am also the head of operations um, for Project F Mile. I'm really excited to be here. Really interesting topic. Really had fun doing research. And I learned a lot um, still in the learning process. And I hope that, you know, people get something out of this. Cool. Thank you. Um, Anne? Hey, my name is Anne. Um, I'm, I'm an SRHR advocate. And um, right now I'm, I'm with Project FMILE. Yeah. Okay, cool. Thank you. So, um, yeah, like I said, today we're going to talk about masculinity. And um, my first question to both of you is, like, what is masculinity? When you think of masculinity and from what you've read, um, could you share with your, so our audience masculinity what masculinity is? is a construct, is the best way to put it, um, of certain rules and norms that people who are grouped in, we can say the cisgender male um, category, supposed to follow, right? So we have these rules and norms uh, in specific way that men, you know, um, are told to behave, right? Told to stay in control, be the provider, be tough. And like, that's basically it. And it can be expressed in many forms. Um, and I think one of the things I realized, it's like, it's, it is a product of both nature and nature, which I think I'll get to discuss later on. Um, but basically that's my understanding of masculinity. I don't know what I find might have a different view of it. Hopefully not. Yeah, so you said it's a product of nature versus nurture? Yeah, um, it is. So this is actually interesting. So I was reading a study um, by Bo and Woods. It was done in 2017, right? And basically what this study was um, looking at is the idea of the fact that some gender uh, preferences are forced onto like different sexes, right? So for example, when you grow up and you're told, hey, girls, your color is pink, boys, your color is blue, or like girls, you're supposed to play with dolls, guys, you're supposed to play with um, trucks and like other sort of like cars and everything. Um, And the idea is that you look at the fact that um, some of the traits that we have as men, you know, that things that are products of nature, things we cannot control, right? So on average, men are stronger than women and all that. And you find that things you cannot really change. But then I think where like this construct of masculinity actually comes from is that influence that people have on gender stereotypes, right? So um, this study actually looks at, you know, kids between the age of five months and 12 months. And it it shows that at five months, the kids actually have no preference of whether they want either trucks or dolls. These are both boys and girls. No, there's no preference. But then when you reach 12 months after maybe they have been um, sort of um, conditioned to want either trucks, which is boys, and also want dolls, 
which is girls, you find that at 12, they start having that preference. And you see that the preference is not there because of the nature of the person, but rather the nature, like parents influencing. And the thing about masculinity is this is something that was created by society and told men that you must be the provider, you must always be in control, you must always be strong and tough and all that. And I think that's where the nature versus nature thing comes in. Um, I think I agree with Calvin about what masculinity is. But one thing that you guys should note is that uh, the fact that I'm an SRHR advocate, when it comes to the topic of masculinity and femininity, it's not something that I... I, I really I'm open to, I'm I'm open to discuss because I do not know where where to put where to balance the two. But I think for me masculinity, just like Calvin said, is just um the social um expectations given to given to the male, given to men, the what they expected to do, their roles, uh, how they should behave their their attributes yeah i think that that is what i will define as masculinity to me yeah um thank you for you know emphasizing that you're an hrs hrsr um, advocate and that can potentially like influence your comments on this topic could you could you tell us what that means what is an hrsr advocate SRHR stands for sexual and um, sexual and reproductive health and rights. Uh, they're divided into four. It's it's one it's one whole. Um, how should I put it? It's one whole sentence, but actually represents four topics: uh, sexual rights, um, sexual health, um, reproductive rights, and also reproductive health. And one thing I've noted about this topic, these topics is that most people rely so much on educating about more about the girls and they forget that men also have their sexual rights and sexual health that they should know about. Mm -hmm. And I think for us to be able to achieve um, uh, an, an educated society, we should not just rely on one gender but do it um, together, the men and the women. Yeah, yeah. yeah thank you. So um, this um, topic we are discussing, masculinity, is actually a series of topics. And once we are done with it, we are going to move on to femininity. So thank you for bringing that to, to mind. And hopefully when we get there, we can have like a more, you know, balanced discussion of this. Going back to um, what masculinity is, and um, thank you both for mentioning that it's more of like a social construct. Calvin mentioned that um, it's a product of nature versus nature, which I definitely agree with because there are elements of masculinity that are um, like there are social elements of masculinity that are influenced by the natural and physical um, manifestations of what like what being a man is and so um, yeah I definitely agree with that and that those expectations just like Anne mentioned they come from like you know gender bias and you know like sexual bias in general so yeah and these things can be harmful and beneficial to both the individuals involved in the society in general 
So um, I now start with you. Can you like elaborate or like inform us more about how the general constructs of masculinity can be harmful or beneficial to men in general and to um, women and other members of the society? Talking about masculinity, how it can be both um, like a, a double-edged sword, edged sword, right? So the thing about masculinity is it does have certain rules that are mostly like um, how they're dictated to, you know, people of the male sex, like the biological male sex, and they're told like these are the rules, these are the norms you have to adhere to, right? Um, this can be, for example, it's like, you're supposed oh you're not supposed to cry you're supposed to be tough and we've talked about some of them like being in control and what and all that and the thing is there's a positive aspect because some of these um rules are actually you know not that bad to have right so that the idea of like someone telling you to like always try and become more resilient become more resilient become more tough you know when you're going through things do not just give up and and move and like you know move on just like try and go through things um, when you fail, try again and again, be tough and all that. Um, I think that the negative, this this is something can, that can be adopted by both men and women, regardless, you know, because the norms at this point are saying since it's a social construct, you can apply them to anyone. And I feel like when both men and women are there to some of these norms, you can see a positive effect to it. But then the negative side comes in, in when we follow the negative norm. So, for example, I talked to the idea of like crying, which I think is just like a small part of a bigger thing called emotional regulation. Um, and this is this one thing I think that is talked about in a podcast by um, Dr. Powell in a podcast called Speaking on Psychology. And she talks about the idea of emotional regulation, which is basically how we manage and cope with emotions. And one thing they mention is the idea of suppressing emotion. This is something that's associated with masculinity. You, for example, I said, do not cry. I told do not cry. When you're sad, do not share it. Um, and when you suppress emotion, so they, she talks about how it's not harmful when you do it. It just becomes bad when you do it habitually every now and then. Um, and she uses this this beautiful analogy of like a whack-a-mole. You know, when you go to the circus or like out um, somewhere and you find this game where you get a hammer and you're trying to work a mole and it's coming out in different holes. And the idea of like when you suppress your emotions, they will come out at some point in a different hole, just like the the mole comes out in a different hole. And it can come out in forms of anger, which is something is associated a lot with masculinity or anger. And as you can see, these are things that can lead to like sexual-based violence and other abuse of other forms. And it can also come out surprisingly in deep... Um, manifestations of shame like you just feel shame you and you just um separate yourself from the world and everything um and some of these um actions do lead to depression uh, right secluding yourself and not managing your emotion and not being in a network of people and i think when you come to talk about, you know, about the relationship with mental health is when you actually see but yeah that's that's more of the gist of it hope it makes sense yeah, that makes like a lot the, of sense. Um, the metaphor you use about a double-edged sword, because it made me think about, yeah, there are benefits to it, and you mentioned the benefits, right? And um, there are also side side effects to it. On, but masculinity seems to be this double-edged sword whose middle it's not like it's not evenly balanced. It seems like one edge of the sword is longer than the other um, edge of the sword, and 
dependent on the community um some like you know i feel like some communities they've they've benefited a lot from like masculinity and some communities have not right um but we can broadly just say that men get affected by their own masculinity as much as it affects women and other members of the society in general yeah yeah i think i think i think that's true though i think just going back to the notes i just realized the thing about like it also affects the people around you it's it's something really true though um you know how i behave because of these rules um affects the people around me like if i'm living with someone and um i cannot be able to share my emotions right this is something that will stress them because someone can see there's something distressing me but i don't want to share so the stress i have just goes to the other person because they also like stress about me you know when i get angry because uh, i was not able to cope with my emotions or manage them well well someone else is going to get to like the other you know the other end of you know the anger yeah that makes sense yeah 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 that makes sense and thank you for bringing that up because that takes us to how like masculinity relates to mental health right um you mentioned emotional regulation and i think that is a big huge aspect of um um masculinity i was talking to this friend of mine and she made this distinction about how hormones control our society and what she said was that um men are controlled by women and women are controlled by hormones so um we can you know like by association hormones control the society i didn't dispute that because i was like oh this is just like something weird you're saying but now that i think more about it i think that it's really true right because like our emotions control how we interact with each other our emotions control how we are able to you know become like how we are able to think um and how are we able to reason in general so um no i think i think the best example is is just i i am the most grumpy person in the morning right so if if you meet me in the morning you will hate me now i'm not saying if you meet me at another time you'll love me i'm just saying you're more mm-hmm. likely to hate me a lot and you see because i wake up really grumpy and i feel like that affects mm-hmm. people around me so it's the same mm-hmm. thing like your emotions are not only affecting you they can affect other people so when you come to this idea of masculinity where we're not really told from let's say a young age how to manage and cope with emotions as and mentioned there's a lot of emphasis when it comes to you know teaching about femininity teaching about female sex, you know sexual rights sexual health reproductive rights and reproductive health but then when it comes to you know the male sex people are not really taught that they people assume that you're going to be okay just because you're a man and i feel like they people don't realize that if we don't teach you know um the male sex from a young age when they grow older these are things that are going to affect not only them or their sex but also people from the other sex and people just around them yeah yeah that is true this is why you see um like you know lots of children in our societies complaining about how they they can't interact with their with their dads um as much as they would want to same way um marriage couples cannot you know um communicate and understand each other like they're supposed to because like you said feminine um like women are encouraged to you know express their emotions not only regulated but express it in, in various ways that they can 
but men are continuously asked to suppress it. And, you know, like that emphasis on the expression and like related emphasis on the suppression is I think what causes the disparity in emotional regulation because I think it breeds more emotionally intelligent women and then less emotionally intelligent men. So I think it's one thing to just allow women or other people to express themselves and not allow men to. But when there's like the continuous and constant emphasis on like, no, don't express it, just like suppress it, just like, you know, you're a man, um, deal deal with it, don't cry, you know. Um, I think it's it, con- it goes on, on and on to breed like aggression in the society, like a lot of mental health disorders that are related to emotion and cognition that are not well talked about and are only like mis- probably like only diagnosed in women while they affect men in ver- various ways that are not like discussed about um yeah i think um there, there's this narrative that goes around that says um, women are emotional and i feel it's, it's one of the most misguided things ever because everyone is emotional because emotions are controlled by by hormones everyone has hormones so everyone does get emotional so the thing is uh, I, I think if you remember when covid was um, at, at, at its peak and trump was being asked about the rising numbers and his answer was um well let's stop testing people when we test people we find more cases right and it's yeah. the same thing it's, it's the same thing it's like w- when we focus too much on like women and their emotions of course we're going to say they're emotional but then when we take the same scope and put it to like the, the male sex, we will find that they're actually emotional. It's just that we don't look at it. We don't talk about it. We don't focus on it. And, mm-hmm. and the thing is, I, would, I think we, we should just try at this point and just tie masculinity to, to mental health. Because um, I think it, it's, it's worth doing that before we move on. Because, uh, you know, we're discussing about how it affects mental health and going on, but we're not really saying how. Um, and to that point, maybe I can just point out that one, I did mention this, but it's the idea of one of the like links is depression, right? Uh, like depressive um, symptoms, you can easily get them. And the reason being is because some of the masculine norms do try and cut social networks and social supports. So you know how you're told, um, you know, you have problems, keep them in, don't share them, right? So we do not build real bonds with other people because you cannot share share them when you're vulnerable. When you're going through a difficult time, you can't share. And these are the things that actually lead to you having depressive symptoms. Um, And it's because of this norm that you've been taught to live with. You know, when you're doing them, you don't know that you're doing something that's not all right. You're doing them because that's how everyone does everything. You know, Uh, for example, I wake up in the morning and I realize um, I'm not feeling the best, right? I'm not going to tell anyone because tell people and like, oh, you know, be a man, you know, and, and I keep this and I put it inside of me and, and slowly by slowly over time, because I'm cutting out the social support and network that I could be getting from people. If I actually shared, it can actually, you know, affect me. And once you get depressive symptoms, it's something that will not only affect you, but it also affects the people around you, as we've mentioned time and again. Yeah, that is true. Um, and it's it goes beyond depression. There are so many uh, mental health disorders that affect men that are not spoken about mainly because, you know, men are, uh, I feel like 
men in societies are uh, uh, um, honored, not honored, like, like they are appraised so much that that appraisal, that appraisal becomes a source of harm to them. Because it's like, we are praising you, we are glorifying you, putting you at this high pedestal that at the same time is ripping you of so many like um, personal benefits from being a member of the society. And just like you said, like at that pedestal, men are just like left to themselves. And before being put in that pedestal, they're not equipped with the tools and resources to be by themselves, right? And so, yeah, I definitely agree with you. I know that like anxiety, um, other forms of mental health definitely do affect men because when they are put in a position to, you know, express it, when they are put in a position to, or when they are allowed to, you know, express their emotions after so many, so many years of continuous suppression, it breeds anxiety because now you're like, the, there's that fear of how do I do it? What is going to be the outcome of this? I don't know. I've never experienced it. And there's also, I think that men like Anne mentioned at some point are aware of their position in society and the privilege that masculinity brings them. And so they some some men abuse that. Some men abuse that masculinity. And so are aware also of the consequences on like females and other members of the society like children right and so I think that another way that masculinity affects mental health is when men are challenged and when men are challenged to you know go out of their comfort zone stop being like the societal idea of masculine but a more like redefined idea of masculinity which um probes vulnerability like like you mentioned um calvin and i think that that vulnerability comes with some consequences that they've observed in women and in children that they don't want they don't want upon themselves so there's this like dynamic of yeah i've I've witnessed what these other genders are um going through in the society and i don't want to be them i think it's 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 similar i'm not saying it's the same or equal but it's equivalent to racism right and white supremacy and white privilege um especially in america there are so many like all white people are aware and know that they don't want to be black in a country that it was not built for black people and it's not um here to you know support black people right so in as much as there is that like i mean there is variation in in like the extent to which white people are going to you know embrace black people but regardless of the variation that element of you know racism the element of um disproportionate and systemic you know segregation exists and even when it's unspoken about it's still there so yeah i think that there are so many factors like it's multi multifaceted and um, hopefully in our next episode and in subsequent ones, we're able to fixate more on like specific specific phases of masculinity and discuss more. But now I just want us to talk about like what can be done in a society? What can we do as members of a society? What can you do, Calvin, as a man who um, has grown up probably experiencing, you know, societal projections of masculinity? 
what is your advice to people listening to us like what is what can we do what is a way out of like you know toxic and harmful masculine projections yeah i think um just to wrap it up um i think it's going you know circling back to the idea of nature versus nature right nature is something that we can't change uh, maybe with evolution but then that, that takes you know millions and millions of years the one thing maybe we can be able to influence is that aspect of nature right that the, the norms that we breathe the norms that we teach this is something that we can actually um be able to control from a young age um be able to teach people how to be able to you know cope with emotional regulation how to manage and cope so to avoid that as we say that you know outburst later on it can come in form of anxiety depressive symptoms and um the likes so i think understanding the role of nature and being able to um you know from a position of power you can actually influence people right? this this goes to like people like parents or like older siblings um you know being able to tell people like you know you've been told this but like you know it's harmful to you so you, you these are things that maybe you know teaching them things that like emotional regulation things that they won't would normally not be told um and the other thing is um going back to emotional regulation as a person is something that you should learn um they say that you know emotional intelligence is um at this point as valuable as um um IQ right so having EQ and IQ is almost the same right and the thing is the more we learn how to manage and cope with this um the more we can grow and you know stray away from these constraints that have been built and focus on the positivity of what masculinity brings and not the toxic aspects of it yeah um that is true thank you but you mentioned that we should learn emotional regulation and this is just me um you know talking from like a a scientific perspective because scientists believe that emotional regulation is learned during the first few months of life right so um what is what is it about emotional regulation that we need to learn now that we haven't learned um throughout our lives and our membership in society so i think it's it's mostly about the techniques to to regulate to not to regulate to be able to cope with and manage right um and also i think we talked about the idea of isolation and like breaking your your social networks and you know your mm-hmm. your, your um social you know so social support right systems i think mm-hmm. one thing is like finding techniques that you're able to express is the first thing express your emotions um actually before expressing you need to be able to learn to actually recognize them and then maybe you know learn how you can manage them um and then how you can even express them and also in time learning how to maintain social support is really really um crucial in terms of um, not landing into that space of having depressive symptoms i think as you said from when you're a bit old it's a bit harder these are things that as i said the nature part comes a bit earlier but then when you're older there are just things you can still do in terms of like coming up with techniques to manage different emotions yeah 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 thank you for sharing that that is really really great um um yeah thank you all for listening and before we wrap up i just also wanted to say just highlighting what calvin said about um like you know learning it can be difficult and challenging um definitely but i think that the um the goal is to be uncomfortable and to be challenged um because the masculinity in society it provides comfort to men 
and discomfort to others. So like learn to be challenged, allow yourself to be uncomfortable. And yeah, um, like Kelvin said, learn techniques to ep- express your emotions and regardless of the outcome, be proud of yourself for, you know, the attempt you make to express your emotions and you're gradually going to get there. <laughs>